0: This podcast may contain adult language and situations, graphic, gory details, and other not-so-nice things. Listener discretion is advised. I'm Lacey. And I'm Ashley. And this is United States of Murder. This week, we're in Maine talking about a 40-year-old cold case. Then
1: we'll discuss a heinous crime in an idyllic beach town. So, buckle up and join us on this dark and twisted ride through the pine tree state.
0: Hitchhiking is a common practice worldwide. There are very few laws prohibiting it. In fact, in the US, it is legal in 44 of the 50 states, as long as they're not standing in the middle of the road or stopping the flow of traffic. It is banned. In Arkansas. In Europe, this is actually encouraged in some places. It was not unusual in the 50s, 60s, even up to the 90s to see folks with their thumbs out standing on the shoulder of a busy road or a sign saying their destination with hopes someone passing by was headed their way. You had a whole generation of young people who kind of felt confined by the sense of suburban comfort and wanted to explore a more authentic sense about the world. Young people hitchhiked for adventure. People on the road wanted to get out and explore the world and meet a whole cross-section of people that they wouldn't have otherwise. With movies like The Texas Chainsaw Massacre and The Hitcher, the fear of hitchhiking has been ingrained into our heads. That and the general distrust of strangers. Strangers. Nothing made this more of a reality than the kidnapping of Colleen Stan in California, who actually saw the man's wife and baby in the car, so assumed it was safe. According to the FBI, from 1979 to 2009, there were 675 cases of murders or sexual assaults along the interstates. Today, I'm going to tell you about a hitchhiking case that has gone unsolved for more than 40 years. June 19, 1977, a family of four headed to the Esteco Gardens. There are lots of flowers and plants, like a botanical garden on steroids. Ponds and flower-covered archways. This was right outside Acadia National Park in Maine. Not far down the walking trail, they came across a bloodied body. The dad rushes the family away, jumps in the car, and drives roughly a mile to the nearest payphone where he calls 911. He's hysterical, and the police tell him just to come into the station and kind of tell him what's going on. He does, and tells them he found a man's bloody body near the walking trail. He calls another police officer to go out there and check it out. It was a Sunday, and the place was about to be swarming with people. So the police officer goes out there. He calls over the radio to dispatch that this is a homicide. They call in the state police to help since there was such a, you know, it's a small area. There's not a lot of cops. No, makes sense. So state police come in about an hour later. Detective Edward Mandel shows up at the scene. He realizes that this is a female, light brown hair and gray eyes. Early 20s, five foot, slim build, multiple cuts to her head and hairline, and a severely broken jaw. So this was definitely not a freak accident. Her pants and shoes were missing. She had on a sweater, a vest panties, and red knee-high socks. The killer had not taken any of her jewelry. The purse was missing, so there was no ID, and she is a Jane Doe. The ground was wet, but her clothes were dry. So she must have been killed after the rain had stopped, so somewhere between 6 a.m. and when she was found at 9 a.m., so there was a three-hour window. They took her body to the crime lab and conducted an autopsy. The medical examiner said she had not been sexually assaulted, even though her clothing was missing. But just because she had no signs of sexual assault does not mean that there was not a sexual motive. Yeah, true. I mean, if your pants are taken
1: off, right? That's she didn't take them off herself. She's no wearing shit. her yeah. sweater. Yeah, no,
0: and her panties and her socks. Mm-mm-mm. She was negative for drugs and alcohol, and there was no food or liquid in her stomach. The cause of death was ruled blunt force trauma to the head, and she had multiple skull fractures where she had been bludgeoned. X-rays show that the blow to the side of her head was most likely the one that knocked her out and broke her jaw. The angle of this particular hit looked like she was running away so it was kind of coming from behind Mm -hmm. so she had maybe was running away and turned or you see what Mm -hmm. i'm saying yeah after this she was hit several more times other than that she was in good health no substance abuse or hard lifestyle so she wasn't like a vagrant or a homeless girl they still do not know who she is though Her description is released to the media, and her fingerprints are sent to outside agencies in case she has a record somewhere else. Tons of calls come in, but no one matched her description. They asked around to see if maybe someone had seen her, but not one person seemed to know who she was or had seen her in the area. A forensic artist is brought in and they release a description of her Hmm. and her jewelry that she was wearing. A man comes forward and says he saw a man in a dark vehicle with a passenger who matched the description of Hmm. this Jane Doe. She was holding a dog with a red bandana on it. Another person called in and said they saw a dog with a red bandana being pushed out of a moving car. They thought it had some relation to the girl and released the info to the public, and they were trying to find the dog. If we find the dog, then maybe we know who, you know, maybe it has a collar on. it's
1: very specific, a red bandana.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The dog had been found (gasps) on the afternoon of June 19th along the highway by the gardens. It had no tags, though, so it was a dead end. They began investigating her clothes and traced her vest to a store sold in Boston. Hmm. They remembered selling it to a young girl, but they didn't know who she was. And back in, you know, nobody didn't have, like, credit card receipts or CCTV. Meanwhile, five hours away in Massachusetts, a woman named Betsy Spellman was reading the paper when she came across an article about a Jane Doe. She looked at the picture and she recognized the vest and the police sketch as her daughter, (sighs) Leslie. Leslie was 27 years old. She was a yoga instructor and lived in Hingham, Massachusetts. Betsy sent her daughter, Amy, to Northeast Harbor, Maine the next day and she took along with her Leslie's dental records. Within a few hours, they had positively identified her As Leslie, she told the police that this summer they had started backpacking and hiking through the Green Mountains. Green Mountains ran from Massachusetts through Vermont up to the Canadian border. She told them they had went their separate ways on Saturday, June the 18th. Amy headed for New York to visit friends and Leslie told her she had planned to hitchhike to Maine to a compound, if you will, near the Acadia National Park. For people who loved yoga and were seeking spiritual enlightenment. Very 70s. Which Leslie dug. She had actually worked as a yoga instructor, taught herself how to play the mandolin, and made her own jewelry. So she was a free spirit and just living Mm -hmm. her best life. We do not know if she ever made it to the compound, obviously. In 1977, hitchhiking wasn't uncommon. Right, yeah. And Amy told the police that the two of them used to Mm -hmm. do it all the time, all over the U.S. This day was the first time Leslie had done it without her big sister. She had been carrying almost 60 pounds of camping gear, tent, clothes, and a journal. They searched the national park, and nothing was found. She also told them that Leslie had her dog with her, named Taylor... And she wore a red bandana. Mm -hmm. They took Amy to the kennel and she identified the pup as her sister's dog. The guy who saw them at the gas station was brought in and a police sketch was made of the man she was with, but they never released it to the public for some reason. Hmm. Police think that on June 18th, she was hiking down Interstate 95. She was seen at a gas station around 10 that night. And she was found the next morning at 6 a.m. So the murder would have had to have taken place between 10 p.m. and 6 a.m. The man she was with had taken her to the gardens and intended on sexually assaulting her or robbing her. And she fought back. And this is when he killed her. They have no idea who did this. And to this day, over 40 years later, there is no way to identify him. And at this point, he's probably dead. Yeah. I mean, or in his late 60s. He's
1: either dead or old.
0: A month later, they posted a reward which went completely untouched. One of the suspects in Leslie's murder was a man named Lauren Aquin. About a month after her murder, he bludgeoned the wife and children of his foster brother to death in Connecticut. And to this day, it's one of the largest massacres in the state's history, with a total of nine victims, (sighs) eight of them being children. Lauren received life sentences for the murders and died in prison in 2015 at 65. He was tied to Leslie's murder by... Dog hair found in his car that matched oh, her dog. I mean. I'm, you can't fake dog hair. No,
1: that's interesting.
0: Yeah. Hmm. There was never an official connection, and he was never charged with anything to do with Leslie's case. So, he could have picked her up while she was hitchhiking. And if he, if you're going to do
1: kill someone and try to rape someone... You're probably doing other things.
0: Sure. probably wasn't a one-off. Right. The police also looked at James Hicks, another Hmm. serial killer from the area. You might have heard of him. But there was never anything that tied him to her case, and it was never disclosed why they looked at him in the first place. Probably just because he was a serial killer. Right. If I had to guess. Leslie Spellman's murder remains unsolved to this day. So, if you have any information, please contact the Maine State Police at 1-800-432-7381. I hate an unsolved case. You love them. I I hate them.
1: I I like them more when they're not so old because it's like, what's going to happen
0: in this? You know what I mean? It'll never be solved. And The let, dog well, hair
1: felt like a big thing, but like if well, they we say can't, that.
0: But look at the Golden State Killer; like nobody thought that would be solved, and look, somebody like enough. you uploaded their fair damn enough. spit to yep. the interwebs mm-hmm. and bada bing. I don't know. I just I don't. It's hard for me as a parent to think about her parents and just. Mm-hmm not having answers. I know. Not knowing. Right. Not knowing, I feel like, would be worse than knowing. 100%. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. I get infuriated when I ask Max, what'd you do today? I don't know. I'm like, I'm going to school. (laughs) (laughs) I hate, I do hate when the parents
1: don't have answers. I like unsolved cases in terms of
0: Trying to figure it trying out. Trying to figure
1: it out for myself, but when it comes to that, I hate that families
0: have no don't, don't you have feel the like you have no closure. closure. No, I mean, they have her body. They I hate could that. bury I hate her it. and have that form of closure, but just yeah, the mystery of it all. I, yeah, that it's something I know that would drive it would eat at me
1: forever. Oh my god, not knowing, I, it, can't I would even, be totally obsessive. Can't even imagine. It would imagine. ruin my mm, no.
0: Oh man. So, what do you got? Let's take a break. Oh, she's like, well, Uh, I have a lot, but we're going to take a break.
1: I have a lot, and then I'll tell you about a solved case. Oh,
0: perfect. Okay. My case takes
1: place in Old Orchard Beach. It's a small, tight-knit community composed of mostly middle-class white people (laughs) over the age of 50, i'm talking like very few children under the age of 20 years old it is a tourism town though so during the summer months it's a much busier place this kind of reminded me of this past season of american horror story yeah it was like a tour- was that in maine or was that in massachusetts hang on. I can't Keep remember. Talking. Let me look or Rhode Island. Anyway, that's kind of what it reminded me of. A dead seaside town. Well, not dead, but you know what I mean. A quaint seaside town and in the summer it's booming. Fun fact, Stephen King's novel Thinner was set in this town.
0: We love Steve. We talked about him last episode. Yeah.
1: You know he's always up in Maine bebopping. Ugh. Uh, okay. So it was in Provincetown, Massachusetts. So not the same thing. But it's kind of what it reminds me of. Like, Mm -hmm. It's on the coast. It's touristy. So in this town lived a blended family consisting of 43-year-old Christopher Bull Duke and his 42-year-old wife, Carol. Together, they had a 15-year-old son named Joshua. And Carol's son from a previous marriage lived with them. And his name was Matthew Cushing. And he was 21 years old. So at this time, he wasn't living in their house. But, like, he... He stayed with them most of the time until he went to college. So Matthew didn't even know until he was seven years old that Christopher wasn't his biological dad. He grew up thinking it was his dad. And it was said that Christopher treated Matthew like his own. And 15-year-old Joshua idolized Matthew because, you know, he was that cool older brother. He had a lot of friends, a lot Aww. of girlfriends. He was known as a fun guy.
0: He was involved in sports. So he was just... They thought of each other. They were half-brothers, but... Let me tell you, my sister's my half-sister, and I will fight somebody <laughs> if they say, oh, right. she's not your real sister. Yeah. No, that's my sister. Yeah. So,
1: like, with them, it wasn't like a that's my yeah. half-brother. Yeah. It was a much, very much so... That's my brother. Yeah. And yeah. even so, they were a very tight-knit family. So, Matthew attended the University of Maine and majored in European history. Fancy. Very specific. So when he went to college he lived off campus with ten other roommates. Oh god. First of all, ten? I'm like, and it's not a frat house. I hope it's a big house. That's a lot. That's a lot of people. That sounds like a messy bathroom. That sounds like your house. Smells like feet. I know. Yeah. Anyway, when he was in college, he hit the party scene pretty hard. He not only drank heavily, but he started doing cocaine. If he didn't have enough money for Coke, he would buy bottles of cough syrup and chug them. No. Which makes me want to get. I can't even, even no. force myself to take Mm-mm. two tablespoons without holding my nose right now.
0: I can't suck on a ugh.
1: cough drop that's like ugh. honey and oh, I hate bullshit. I can't do a, like a. No. I need a lupus. Same or a
0: Hall's Breezer that tastes like strawberries and cream. If I cannot. I, if, if I do the. And it feels like air <sighs> is going into my lungs, like I'm smoking a camel cigarette, then I'm spitting Chugging
1: it out. Smoking cough no. syrup.
0: So that's like
1: – and Mm-mm. I I didn't look this up, but cocaine's a stimulant. Yes. And cough syrup mostly is probably a depressant, right? Right. So it's kind of interesting that that was his – Well, cough syrup
0: – when was in, this? In the early 2000s. I mean, cough syrup has like codeine in it or what's mm-hmm. that purple – cough syrup that they used to have I that do, you would drink lacy's like
1: i'm um, not a drug lord like uh, you not, no i would vomit cough syrup as a
0: as a youth as a youth even now it was like a purple drink it used to be in the early 90s Great cough. Syrup. it had protein no it had no 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 it was like a called a Purple drink. I know that, but I don't know what the cough syrup was. Hang on, I'm looking it up. Uh, promethazine and codeine. No. What? I would
1: never drink that. Even I would if never I were either. Sick, no. I wouldn't drink that. No.
0: So, yeah, that was his
1: jam. And before his senior year, he decided to drop out and go to England. Before a senior freaking year, like you have one year left.
0: Like he's just going international?
1: Yes. <laughs> but fuck. So, he did not have enough money to go. So his parents gave him the money. What? But guess what? He blew it all on drugs and alcohol. I mean... So that must have been a lot of freaking money, first of all. But I did read conflicting reports that Some articles said they did not fund his trip and insisted he go back to school, but most articles said they paid for it and he blew all the money. So there's not a consistent report on that, which is always frustrating. So they're
0: paying for the entire trip or they're paying for like the plane ride, like the flight? Uh,
1: Exactly. I'm not sure. It was never specific. So I don't know. Either way. Yeah. Well, it was around this time and he's 21. Okay, so he's like... He's grown. Yeah. It was around this time he found out his mom and stepdad were planning on getting a divorce. He took it very hard, and he did not want this to happen. He said his main worry was that his mom couldn't support herself, which is a valid concern. But there were also rumors that the divorce was because Christopher was gay and maybe had a lover... This is speculation. There's a lot of rumors in this, but some articles said he had a lover in South Carolina, so he was going to go down there and be with his lover, yada, yada. Regardless, Matthew thought he needed to take it upon himself to talk them out of divorcing. He was he was going to fix this, which I can see that as right. I would have probably done the same thing and been like, look. Right. Let's let's figure this out. let's figure this out. Y'all don't need to split up. So, on February 20th, 2008, Matthew drove from his house in college to Old Orchard Beach. Instead of parking at the family home, he parked in downtown, which is kind of odd. So, he walked to his house, his family's house. How far is that? It didn't say. Probably not far. It's a small town. Probably not far. But once he arrived, his little brother Joshua was there by himself. He's 15. He's just hanging out. You he's know. 15. He can stay by himself. Exactly. Matthew started talking about, hey, they're getting planning on getting a divorce. This is going to be awful for us. This is going to ruin our family. And Joshua was blowing it off. He's kind of like, you know, it'll, they'll work it out. It's going to be right. fine. He was just – he's a 15-year-old. He's like, it, it, whatever. I don't care. It's going to be It's going to be fine. Well, Matthew was not happy with Joshua shrugging it off. He was very upset and Joshua wasn't matching his level of mm-hmm. being concerned. Mm-hmm. So he told Joshua that he planned on killing Christopher. Which is the dad. Yes. So Christopher is Matthew's stepdad. Uh-huh. But again, he raised him like his own. Yeah. And this is Joshua's biological, biological. dad. He persuaded Josh to help him. And, of course, like a normal person would do, Josh was like, no, "No, it's my dad. I'm not going to kill him. Why would I freaking kill him? You're crazy.
0: You're overreacting. Yeah,
1: he's like, they're fine. Like, this is, no. And this really pissed Matthew off. So Matthew pulled out a knife, Mm -hmm. jumped on top of Joshua, and began stabbing him repeatedly. His brother, his own brother, who his whole life pe- has adored him, adored him. They had a good relationship. People would say they acted like normal brothers. They were close. So after this, he knew there was no going back. He couldn't undo this. So he's like, you know what? I'm going to move forward. And was he high on
0: alcohol or drugs or anything? I at could this point?
1: not read for sure that he was. Okay, I don't know that they. I would hope that they drug tested him right. just to see, but I don't know that that would make a difference in the outcome, but I didn't read that he was. In the meantime, Matthew's mom, Carol, received a phone call from someone in town asking her if she knew that Matthew was home. Was home. So someone saw Matthew because mm-hmm. he was parking downtown.
0: Mm-hmm. Walking. Such
1: a small town. They're like, oh, hey, your son's in town. I had no idea. Yeah. And she was like, What? She was surprised and she was kind of worried. She's like, No, I had no idea he was going to be in town. And she thought, Okay, maybe something's wrong. So she called Christopher, her husband, and said, You know, I'm going to leave work, go see what's going on, yada, yada, just so you're aware. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, she left work and drove home. When she walked in, Matthew was there and she asked if he was okay. And she was rightfully wondering, Why are you here? Mm-hmm. She noticed he was acting weird, and then she knew Joshua had been home, and she asked him where he was. Then he just said, don't worry about it. Mm -mm. Which immediately, she probably had all the hair standing up. Right. As soon as he said this, she pushed past him, looking for her son, Joshua. (sighs) Oh, my God. But Matthew grabbed her and threw her to the ground. His mother, his own mother, who he had never had any issues with in his entire life, he sat on top of her with his hands around her throat and stabbed her and then after this, he waited for his stepdad, Christopher, to come home. so he's now killed his brother
0: and mother, yes,
1: who are completely i mean Christopher's an innocent bystander, nothing, too, but I mean yeah, like, there's they no They had no nothing, senseless totally well, while he was waiting. He was becoming more, even more and more enraged. He was pissed off. He's like, Christopher made me kill my brother and my mom. This was not my plan. He deserves this because, because of him and wanting to divorce her, he made me do this. And it's like, well, now there's no divorce because you freaking killed your mom. Like, what is... Anyway, so when Christopher walked through the door... Matthew caught him off guard, lunged at him, and stabbed him repeatedly and tased him. So he went to this house with a taser and a knife. But Matthew had no plan on how he was going to get away with all of this. He hadn't even planned on killing his mom or brother, just Christopher. So he thought for a few minutes and was like, you know what? I'm going to set the house on fire. He also killed the family dog. And all of this is horrific, and I'm not saying it's not, but I don't want to get into the dog details. I honestly wish I didn't know them. But my thing is, he went out of his way to find the dog and kill the dog. The dog wasn't going to rat him out to police. He wasn't a witness. Right. So he, like, went out of his way to, in a separate room, got the dog, killed the dog, and then set the house on fire. Yeah. He drove off in his mom's car. He drove to where he had parked in downtown. In his mom's car. Yes, he drove his mom's car. And this is after he had just freaking killed all these people. So you know there's crap in there. So he switched cars, got back in his car, and then drove back to his college town. So the fire was quickly called in by neighbors. So luckily, the firefighters were able to find the bodies. It wasn't completely burned to the ground or anything and this is a small town, like I said, so they called in the state police to help them out with this. Kind of like your case. They're like, well, right. this is not something we can handle alone. Matthew was not as sneaky as he thought because multiple people had seen him in town that day. So he was immediately the prime suspect. So they went to his house in his college town and saw that his hands were cut up. He claimed he had been cooking a super thick steak. And then he accidentally cut himself. How many times do you cut yourself when you cook a steak? The Hopefully first, never First once. of all, I never
0: cook steaks. <laughs> <laughs> but if I did, why would you cut it up while you were cooking it? Exactly.
1: Like, Lies, what? Are you the, the butcher? Are you, so what like, are you, doing? cutting no. up a steak? No. So sure, 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 sure. So they asked him about his clothes. And he said, oh, yeah, I've been wearing the same thing all day, except for a gray shirt that's in my bedroom. And he said that he had been on campus that morning and then decided to confront his biological father about his past. Oh. And he said he drove south, pulled over and cried, then changed his mind and drove back. He said he had not seen his family since mid-January. He had not been in Old Orchard Beach that day. So he was just like Mm -hmm. playing dumb. I didn't do anything. I drove somewhere, but that's it. So, since he was not admitting to anything, he wasn't giving them, throwing them any bones, so right. they had to wait on DNA tests. The blood found in Carol's car matched Matthew. So, he had cut himself yeah. in the process. Yeah. They also found a bloody backpack containing a knife with blood on it and a stun gun in his house. So, he had taken his crap back with him to his what house dumbass. with his 10, ten roommates. Yeah. The police also found some of Matthew's writings indicating he had problems with homosexuality, and by writings, I don't—they didn't specify if this is a journal or what. What do you mean, problems with homosexuality? He was homophobic, from what I could tell, and a witness indicated that his stepfather was involved in a homosexual relationship. Maybe that's what the divorce was. So. Kind of one of those things that like maybe he was upset because he was homophobic and he was mad at it, blah, blah, blah. Well, Matthew never mentioned, though, the relationship in interviews. So he never said he thought his stepfather was gay or not. He never said anything about that. So we don't really know for sure. So after the murders, Matthew was staying with family in Lincoln County. So the police called him in for another interview in the Lincoln County Sheriff's Office, since his DNA matched. They told him, like, look, we got your DNA. You're busted. Then he admitted to the entire thing, and he admitted to setting the house on fire. So during the trial, prosecutors determined that his crimes were premeditated because of his internet search history. He was searching the best places to stab someone with a knife. What would know. you think would be? I mean, it's like... The neck? Yeah. The throat or the chest. Like, what do you yeah. mean? Like a, he stabbed them repeatedly, too. It's so it doesn't like, matter. Right. Yeah, I'm just like, why is he so it's like you have that? a game plan. Yeah. yeah. He's just a mess. So he also purchased a taser right before the murders. He probably planned on using that first, but that's not what ended up happening. So he showed up at this house with a taser and a knife. He par- He didn't park there... So it's kind of like, okay, you're going to chat about with your stepdad about divorcing, but you're not parking there and then you're taking a knife and a, a taser. He also had time to think between each of the murders. He had about an hour in between Joshua's and his mom's and another hour between his mom's and Christopher's. But he continued to kill anyway. Right. So he had time to be like, I need to stop, but he didn't. On February 5th, 2009, he pleaded guilty to three counts of murder and one count of arson. Sandy Miller, Christopher's mother and Joshua's grandmother, said that Chris had been a wonderful, giving, and responsible man and that she missed hearing his voice and watching Joshua grow up. She said that her life sentence is never seeing her grandson grow to adulthood. She asked for a life sentence for Matthew but not all of the relatives felt that way. From what I could tell, it was only Christopher's mother that was like, no, give this give this guy a life sentence. Christopher's father said, quote, The Matthew that went to Old Orchard Beach that day is not the Matthew I knew. As part of my healing process, I will forgive him and hopefully others will follow. Very forgiving, I will say. So, Cheryl, Christopher's stepmom, said that she was taught to hate the sin and not the sinner. You I know. hate that
0: expression.
1: I, I hate it, too. I hate that, too. It draws me insane. She said that mercy would be appropriate in Matthew's sentencing and that he should receive less than life. They were basically saying, like, this crime is, is horrific, but this person is not who, like, it doesn't equate.
0: It doesn't equate. That's what I'm sitting here going over in my head. It's like, yeah, you don't want them to be divorced, but right, you love them both, and that's why you want them to stay together. So you... Yeah. It's like, what happened to make you go, oh, I'll just have to kill him? Yeah. Unless it's like you said, like he was maybe homophobic or had certain thoughts about it homosexuality was- and he was... You know what I mean? Like that set him over. I will say I watched
1: interviews uh-huh. of him speaking, mm-hmm. and he had no emotion. You I, think it's shock? I, well, it was years This was yours. I think. I think he's just antisocial. I'm not a psychiatrist. Right. I'm just a. You're not. My, okay. <laughs> no. My speculation is he. He's not all sociopaths are murderers, right? But sociopaths sometimes that do murder it's like if someone gets in their way to something yes it's like he, he's like i'm gonna kill my stepdad joshua got in his way he claimed that he killed his mom because he didn't want her to see joshua dead so he was like and in, in his, his mind, mind he was right. like he was very in his interviews very matter of fact right not emotionally like Yeah, I killed my brother. It was his own justification. He was very – he felt very justified. Like, he was doing something that made sense to him. He's like, yeah, I killed my brother because he didn't want to kill my stepdad. Then I killed (laughs) my mom because I killed my brother. And then they asked him, would you keep on killing? And he's like, yeah. He would have killed his roommates if they – he was just like – Anyone who got in his way. It was a 100% one of those things. Like, he had a mission. Anything that got in his way, he was willing to just take them out very non-emotional just and people don't like that when people when you're talking to someone and they're just like yeah i killed my mom meh
0: it's everybody's like, not the same though so fair enough i'm like my hair on fire about shit and other people don't get as worked up about it was it, so it was kind of i don't
1: know how to explain it he wasn't emotional but it was just he was almost nonchalant right it was just like, yeah, uh. meh. And he was talking about the gory details uh-huh. and not batting an eye. Just it wasn't like oh, their face and blah 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 blah. Ugh. Blah. I don't know. He seemed very yeah, unempathetic. See what you're yeah, I don't know, but he did have a mental evaluation, but that's sealed and it remains to be sealed. He did reportedly tell a psychologist that he had recurrent intent thoughts and images of killing people. Uh huh. Yeah. So he was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole, and it's not my place to say what's fair or isn't. But he told them I would have kept killing people.
0: You think that's true, or you think that's just like shock value?
1: I think that's true. Well, I think if his roommates found out, I th- I think oh, you anyone, mean something to yeah, do with this? Something to do with? I don't think necessarily. I don't think he was a serial killer in terms of going out and seeking strangers. I think it was all about self-preservation, you know. Gotcha. No, it makes sense. Just my take. But Matthew never said much publicly during his court hearings. But during the sentencing, he did read a statement apologizing for his actions and saying that the world was a worse place because of what he did. And a detective on this case said, quote, In a community like this, You don't see things on a scale like this that often. It was really a wake-up call to the community and to the police department that you never really know what's going on behind closed doors and families. It was really out of the blue, and because we are such a close-knit, small community, something like this does have a ripple effect. They're not wrong. (sighs) It's freaky because... He had claimed in certain interviews that his stepdad was mean to him. But every single person says that's not true. He was treated as his own son. So there's no evidence that anything bad... I mean, his father, his biological father abandoned him. And I'm not saying that's not sad. But it's like seemingly nothing that bad happened. Like, Right.
0: Nothing that warrants... Oh, exactly.
1: It's just like, what made you, I don't know. Anyway, got most of my info from UKessays.com, Banger Daily News, and Murderpedia. Switching gears, we have patron stuff. I love patron. (laughs) So, Michaela S. from last week is from New York. Is that our first New Yorker?
0: We have Nick.
1: Nick is from, I don't know if it's called upstate. It's up west. I don't know. Just stop. Yeah, I don't know what to say. They're from different areas. We have two, two beautiful pins. And she said, you're her spirit animal and are absolutely hilarious. Do not give her a big head, Michaela.
0: I mean, let me adjust my (laughs) headphones.
1: (laughs) She said she loves the calmness I keep between the two of us. I'm like, oh,
0: well, thank you. You do keep I'm, the calmness. I'm glad I have something going on. <laughs> I light my hair on fire. Lacey keeps us calm. Oh,
1: I'm, I'm medicated. It helps. It helps. And we have a couple of new patrons. I love a new patron. Same. We have Mariel P. from Virginia.
0: Fun. Yes.
1: Thank you. She's actually been one of my Instagram friends for a while. Like, she, really? I think she. We followed each other. She's purchased some stuff from my Etsy before, so I immediately recognized her name because fun. I remember, I remember my my Instagram friends, and she has a really cute Boston Terrier, like our friend Yancey. Aww, yeah! And we have Natasha M from South Carolina.
0: Thanks, Natasha. Thank you, Natasha.
1: And she DM'd me on Etsy too. I'm like. Y'all don't have to support my business. I love that, but <laughs> like don't feel obliged. Anyway, but that's that's very sweet of y'all. Thank you, Natasha. Thank you, Mariel. Thank you, Michaela. Yes,
0: thanks. I'm
1: pretty sure I'm caught up on mailing out all the stickers.
0: If she hasn't, yeah. send her a message. If you're a
1: patron <laughs> and you haven't gotten anything yet, oops. If you're a patron and you have not gotten anything yet, email us at United at gmail.com or Message us on Instagram or Facebook and we will get those your way. We don't have tracking on them. So I just have a, a stamp I send out. They gave me the guy at the post office down here was like, you look like someone that likes fun stamps. And I'm like, OK, of course I do. Yeah, and he gives me Buzz Lightyear stamps and Star Wars stamps. And I'm like, yeah, I like fun stamps, but this is not what I was thinking. But anyway, you will get either a Buzz, <laughs> a Lightyear, buzz Lightyear stamp or a Star Wars stamp. Anyway, we got some cocktails, too. So and Lacey made it. I did. And now we have a buzz. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Steve from Ohio, who's a patron, sent us a couple, couple of cocktails. He suggested Tokyo Tea. It was good. Well, I Googled it, and it has gin, melon liqueur, rum, tequila, triple sec vodka, sweet and sour. No, this one didn't have sweet and sour mix, but it's a lot of freaking stuff. Anyway, I did not have melon liqueur. I'm not going to buy a big-ass bottle of melon liqueur. That stuff lasts for years. Whatever you made was delicious. (laughs) So I used apple pucker or whatever
0: instead to make it green.
1: And it it was good. It was, it was really
0: good. We drank it. We're buzzed.
1: Yeah. We so have we're PMS. So, we're so <laughs> sorry.
0: <laughs> no, we're not sorry. It was sorry, good.
1: Not sorry.
0: Sorry we didn't have melon liqueur, so
1: we made it our own. Yeah. if I, I could order it from somewhere, but I'm like, oh, I'm not getting a it was good. melon. I'll have that forever. It It was good. Tori M. bought us a couple of cocktails and recommended a blackberry pear spritzer. Next week! Tori, give us your recipe. Yes. I don't really know. Like, Next week's know. our Halloween episode. Oh, it is. It needs to be a dark, yes. dark drink. That's sounds like A bloody like drink, it. a green drink, a purple drink. We need a dark drink. Sounds good. And if you like us, leave us a review on Apple. We'd appreciate it. We've got Please some. leave us a review. Yeah, we love the reviews, and it actually it does more than boost our egos. It really? helps us out in the Apple algorithm. We don't know how it works, but it works. But it works, and yeah, like Ashley just said, next week is our
0: freaking Halloween episode. Speaking of Halloween, Ooh. we both watched Uh huh. The new Halloween was it? Halloween Kills. Okay. Give me your hot take. I'll give you mine. Go. We can't give spoilers. No spoilers. Because most people
1: haven't watched it yet. How do I give a review without spoiling it? I feel like it should have been called What's His Faces of Adventures. Like, I feel like it was not.
0: There's not as much Michael Myers. Exactly. As what I and everyone else in the whole world is used to. It was totally... Different completely, not scary to me. It wasn't scary. Like Max had zero problems watching it. It wasn't scary like Michael Myers were used to. Again, exactly. It it was totally different. It was more of a thriller than a horror. Yeah,
1: you weren't. Where is he going to be? None of that. It was no,
0: not at all. I have a lot of questions that would spoil it, but I'm like. I almost feel like they were like, well, fuck. We might as well make another movie, so. I know. I was just. I'm like, did the guy that wrote The Last Ones get fired? What happened to I, him? Did COVID get him? What's happening? I didn't hate it. Didn't hate it. Wouldn't watch it again, though.
1: But I was just kind of like, meh. this is how it ends? You know what I mean? I don't know. Anyway. Nope, I'm the same. No,
0: I'm the same. We're very, um, meh. Yeah, it was meh. I'm like, mm, I don't care about but this But if you've dude. seen it and you think it sucks or you think it's awesome, mm-hmm. send us a little message. Speaking of reboots, I watched
1: 85% of the new Hellraiser. I've watched about 11% of the new Hellraiser. Oh, I, ch- I turned it off. I'm like, eh. <sighs> What's happening with a horror genre. I will say Hellraiser was never my, my favorite. No, wasn't mine either. There's something about all the like gadgets and giz. No, I'm just I'm not I'm not about
0: I'm not about a box that you have to twist and turn and shit. No, we're some, not doing it's this. Boring.
1: I don't know yeah. how to explain it. No, I'm, I get it. The no, monsters the are very scary. Like they have a chattering monster that's like Don't like that. It's freaky. That's freaky. But the all the other crap, like there's a may. and na- na- man. Na- I'm I'm like Ugh. and I'm almost done with it
0: and I'm like I'm I'm, I'm out peace. We're just checking on all the <sighs> horror movies. I haven't seen a good scary movie in a long time. And I got to be honest with yeah. you. I'm on episode 4 of The Midnight Club. Mm-hmm. I'm losing interest. I finished it. It's too much. There's too much other bullshit going on. Yeah, I if finished it. Was, it and- if it was just the people telling the stories, I would be more interested. But all the other background noise, I'm like, I can't, I can't. I will say when it
1: ended, I'm kind of like, this is it. You're like, this was a waste.
0: Yeah. If you've seen something that has scared the fuck out of you, please send it to us. Please. Because both of us are struggling. It It is. I feel like. There's just not a lot. I'm flipping
1: through Netflix and stuff, and I'm like, oh, that's good, but I've seen it. I'm flipping through all the streaming. I'm like, I've seen it, I've seen it, I've seen it, I've seen it. Yeah, And then what I generally do, if it's a movie I've never heard of before, I go to Rotten Tomatoes, and I just look it up. If it's really rated really low, I'm like, I'm not going to watch it. I'm not even wasting my time. But if it's 50 or above, I'm like, oh, that'll be good. And there was one I found that was like 90-something percent recommended called The Wailing But it's – I think it's a Korean movie. And I started it. I can't. It's all in subtitles. Nope. I was – no lie, just giving my cat a bath. This is true. And I had to dry him off and I was, you know, doing all that. I'm like, I can't read him. I'm fine with subtitles. I hate a subtitle. But I have to be – I need to be able to focus and pay attention because it's – you can't do – you can't just be on your phone scrolling. You have to watch it. But it has really freaking good reviews. But I'm like – I need to do it at a time where I'm not giving my cat a bath. <laughs> well,
0: I'll not watch it because I don't like a subtitle. Mm-hmm. So, there's a movie that I started called X. I feel like I've heard of that. And X. I, I don't remember what it's streaming on. And it's about this group that are filming porn. <laughs> and they rent out like an old farmhouse to film it there. And it's kind of got the a little bit of the... Um, Texas Chainsaw mm-hmm. Massacre feel to it. I feel like I've heard of this. But I had to turn it off because Max came the oh, my room. Yeah. So I haven't gotten mm-hmm. too deep
1: into it. it it's a possibility. I don't I know. After Max goes to bed,
0: yeah. I'll watch it. Girl, when he goes to bed, I don't go to bed. I'm tired. Yeah. But it has possibility. So yeah. stay tuned. But like I said, if you've watched anything, for the love of God, send it to us because we want to watch... Something spooky, something we can rave about. I feel like this
1: season, and we're in spooky. We're well in spooky season. there oh, the been season There's yeah. not enough. There's not I'm like they've let this, us down. Or the stuff that's it's in
0: theaters. Like 100%. I have that whole list of shit I keep in theaters. That
1: pray for something. Pray for the like,
0: devil, but it doesn't come out until like the twenty eighth. I want to watch that. The twenty eighth. I think oh, so. God. I'm sick of what all the theaters
1: only. Like, I don't. It's go. next
0: Friday. Girl, I no. rarely go to we the can't. movies.
1: I watch movies. We can't on Friday Sam night go. of Halloween weekend. Oh, hell no. There's too much. We got, we got parties. parties outfits to wear. <laughs> we got like, it's a, it's a, how many different outfits do you have for Halloween? Uh, three. I'm super excited about one of Samuel's Halloween outfits because he's going to wear a wig. Like, he wore a wig last year. No, but not a men's wig. A woman. A He's a girl. He's gonna be a girl. He's drag. He's well. Oh my god! What is he? Yeah. Is this for your party? No, this is. So we have a friend that's having a. Fr- it's we're we're booked. But this is gonna be for Friday night. He's gonna be. Now I can't think of her name. Drew Barrymore in. Um, he's a final girl. Well, no, she's a first girl. Oh, so he, she is a first. My girl. My costume is gonna be a final girl, like just general. <gasps> but he's gonna be the fur the first girl. What's her From name? Scream. Car- Car- is it, it from Scream? Yeah, Scream. The very first girl, Drew Barrymore, that blonde wig who answers the phone. Shut. Uh, up. Who is this? Picks he's to follow. He's gonna be her. I have to Google it now. I can't think of her name. It starts with a C. Casey. Case. Well, how could I not remember that? I don't know, loser. Casey. What's her last name? Does it say Casey Becker? Casey Becker. Casey Becker. Yes, Casey Becker. Samuel's gonna be Casey Becker. And he love him. He's a handsome man. Does not look great in drag. <laughs> He's a little broad for that, but Pete our friends will love it. There'll be plenty of wigs to go around for the night. But
0: And I'm Peter Pan. <laughs> for, Friday? for Friday? Are you gonna Okay, that's fine. I'm Peter Pan for Friday. I love Friday that. Night.
1: So you're in drag too. I'm in
0: drag too. You're in drag. Oh. Anyways, have we got any pictures from our people? Have y'all not sent us any pictures of Halloween parties? Come on, people. Get it together. We wanna see your costumes.
1: No, but did we talk about the lovies in this? Yeah, on patron. We got some I don't info. remember. We got two people. I can't remember off the top of my head. I can't remember if it was patrons or not. The lovies or the blankies, we've got two people that were like, here's mine. I still I – I, The still, pictures? Yeah, yeah You yeah. need to post them. I have to ask permission. It's not costume, but it's – well, to be fair, no one's in their costumes yet. And this is true. Mean, okay, so I'll take it back. I'll take it back. We may be asked too soon, so still send us your costume pics because they might not be wearing. – I'm how not about, wearing a costume until listen, next weekend.
0: How about you send us um throwback costumes of you because Ugh. I – Track down a McBoo bucket <gasps> from McDonald's. Oh, I'm so envious. So that's a throwback to Halloween. Did you find? Did you go to the one over here, or now, near I went where to, you to the lived? one on Broadway, and it was sold out. <gasps> so I went to the one in Jacksonville on my way to my kids' football game. Oh my god! And got two because my kid ate both Happy Meals. Got two of them okay. next week. Are, are the pumpkins? Well, hold up. There's different weeks for each. Yes. There's a witch, a pumpkin, and a ghost. There are three different ones. This week is the ghost, and I got the ghost. Next week, the week this comes out, will be the pumpkin, and then the week of Halloween will be the witch. If the one over here sold out on day 1. I don't know. Maybe you should go by there and just check it out. I'm just going to start calling the manager. Hello. A What's friend of the mine status? actually sent me I posted on my Instagram that I had got the boo bucket and she posted because she lives in in Conway and mm. she was like, "Oh my god, that would be so great for my girls for you know, to surprise them at lunch at their school Ugh. with boo buckets. And she sent me a message and said she contacted Conway's McDonald's Ugh. and they didn't have them. It gives me so one, you're not the only one that's like, I'm going to call ahead.
1: <laughs> this gives me flashbacks to when they had Beanie Babies. And oh, for sure. I was obsessed for with sure. all the Beanie Babies. Anyway, we have our special Halloween episode next week. We're talking about Asylums? Insane
0: Asylums. Insane which, can you say insane? insane? Can Is insane politically correct nowadays? We don't know.
1: Um, I'll ask the team. Ask well, the team. I, I will
0: conf- <laughs> we'll ask the team yes. and get back
1: with y'all. So, stay tuned. Halloween. Have fun at
0: all the parties. Eat all the candy. Drink all the booze. Send us cocktail ideas. Yes. Yes. And uh, we'll be back next week. All right. Bye. bye.